Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. <laughs> cool. Now we have lunch after. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're doing, okay. We're going to do that. Yeah, I'm just inviting myself to okay. everything that oh, you're doing today. Great. <laughs> you are... You have a real issue with trying to invite yourself in all of my friends' activities. Not an issue for me. And then you just try to make them your friend. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but it's 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 really getting a little extreme. You're mad because you were going to go out to lunch with your roommate, Nate. Uh-huh. It sounds good to me right now. And I yeah. said, I would like to I'll go. go. You just said, I'll go. I said, I'll like, go. And there's uh, really and I, no... I, we, didn't, we didn't invite, though. Correct. But okay. I'll go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll fucking like it. And you'll eat Mediterranean green. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're crazy. Here we are again. Oh my gosh. Look at us. Look at us. We should do a musical episode one time. Oh, that'd be Wouldn't so Wouldn't that cool. be great? Wouldn't yeah. it be great? We should invite, we've had your friend Clarion. We've had some uh-huh. real like professional musicians. Musicians. On the show. So maybe they can. And playwrights. Sing it mm. into the key of ball hair. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about ball hair? Yes. Right out of the gate? Right out of the gate. Jeez. I have a question for you. Yes. Do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed? I don't, I mean, a moose? Near your caboose, like a big, hairy... Oh, you, big, a hairy you know. asshole? Yeah. I mean, I personally do not, but Prove do you want... It. Me? <laughs> 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 uh, no, I don't, but I'm sure some of, you know, I, I bet Jack does. My boyfriend? I, yeah, because he looks like, he looks like if he was a, he would be a bear in the gay community, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Tall, uh, hairy, big beard. Like, yeah, he's a hairy dude, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yep. He's and got that moose in the caboose. That's why I'm so happy that he's discovered Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> uh, so, OK, so since we've last recorded it, people went nuts for our man's. Ah, no pun intended. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, people went nuts for our man. I Manscaped. totally didn't okay. mean that, um, including one of my favorite comments was your mother. Of course. Who couldn't believe that you were the spokesman of the lawnmower 3.0. For shaving 3.0. his balls. Yeah, waterproof. I don't see why it's a big deal. Honestly, a couple people wrote me like, you shave your balls? I'm like, if you don't shave your balls, I kind of feel bad for your partner. Because I know. the reality is, is like, 
they don't want to they don't want to put them in their mouth and and boy is that a sensation you I know I think there's a fallacy about it that that you can get nicked very easily but I think with the lawnmower 3.0 thanks to manscaped No there's a, there's a gu- there's a guard on it you're all good it's gr- it, just try it I know and because you guys liked it so much they sent us something even else another little package Oh, oh my god I can't stop doing puns You can't puns, stop doing puns. puns Yes you can so you can get the trimmer the perfect package 3.0 and what is included in that is okay this is ridiculous but i love it there's the crop preserver ball deodorant <laughs> and the crop reviver toning spray yes so you want to spray pray and then, <laughs> and then lay yes and then there's also the manscaped boxer briefs which have optimal temperature control do your balls get really hot mm, no i mean i would oh, not you don't so wear underwear do you no, I d- wow, you're letting it out. Oh, no, you do because you're a never nude. Uh, <laughs> I've become less of a never nude. Really? Yeah, well, now that I shave my balls so so much. Now that you live with your I roommate. Just, I just, like, yeah, I just lay on the couch and I let them <laughs> out. Let it's it been hot. Up. It's been hot, you know? Yeah, it has you been You don't want hot. all that, you know, ball sweat. Exactly. So that's why you want to shave them first and then get the boxer briefs. So what you're going to want to do is go to manscaped.com. This is our life. Manscaped.com and uh. enter the code campfire and then you get 20% off. Yeah, that's actually a really shipping. good thing. Honestly... It is a rad product. I wouldn't say it. We don't want to be just up here hawking no, shit. No, I only like stuff that I like. And, and one of our good friends is, uh, you know, not because we didn't get this because of this, but um, one of our good friends, Zoltan, who's been on the show, is yes. a great comedian. He's a spokesperson for it. He's actually in their commercials. So it's pretty awesome. I know. It's a family yeah, affair. I, I saw a billboard the other day. I was driving on the highway. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. And it was Zoltan. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, super that's pretty cool. pretty rad. Cool. Okay. And then we have one other housekeeping oh, before let, we get let's to keep our some house. today. So we got voted. We don't even know how this happened. How? But we got nominated for an award, you guys. Yeah, we really need your help on it, too, because it, it takes the, the 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 normal people of the world, <laughs> all of our normies, <laughs> just like us. Our people, uh, no, no, no one that listens is a normie. That's probably true. I feel like if you listen to this podcast, yeah, that you're not. They're normie. all influencers. Like Freakonomic listeners are like normies. Uh, well, we need your influence in this way because. Yes. We got nominated for a really rad award. Uh, it was San Diego's Best. Yep. Because right, we are in San Diego. And we got voted for Best Local Podcast. Yes. That's pretty rad. Wowee. And, yeah. Oh, wowee. You actually <laughs> wrote that down. Wowee. Now, do I um, kind of disparage San Diego and then like live to a different, move to a different city, but then use San Diego in a way that sometimes it can help me? Yeah. That's, yes. Just be normal as you always are. Yeah. But yeah, I do yeah. appreciate it. And I, for this reason, I love San Diego and I'm so honored. It's really, it, honestly, it's really rad to be nominated yes. uh, doing this because we don't do a lot of advertising and by a, a lot, we mean none. none. And yeah. somehow we still got voted for this thing. It's so cool. We're not, real. we're not the biggest of the bunch. There are some big dogs in the, mm-hmm. in, in the, in the thing. And honestly, they'll probably win. Yes. Unless you go on right now. Do it. And vote for us. Do it. We just want to see if we have got a chance. And I think we do. I think we do have a chance. I think they may have also had to like make up a podcast or two to make it seem like there was enough even <laughs> in San Diego. It's I just there's us. Like, there's like a huge one that's probably going to win us and then like two made up ones that like <laughs> <laughs> someone suggested. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I mean, this is we're not doing this to, to win. But today's guest is, oh, is yeah. pretty much the, the heaviest dog in the podcast world. Yeah, I'm really stoked to have this guy because he he's very influential in the world of podcasting mm-hmm. and also is just a smart nice guy mm-hmm. and he happens to live in san diego yeah once so we're, again we're i love it really lucky mm-hmm. really lucky it's steve olsher oh mm. my god he's the founder and editor of podcast magazine podcastmagazine.com uh he's had a ton of 
books and courses on how to help people reinvent themselves. Yeah. He has a thing called Reinvention Radio that he works with different CEOs and brand owners and all that fun stuff. He's also a writer and he wrote a book called What Is Your What? Yeah. And it's it actually sounds like something that I can imagine our listeners going like, yeah, I want to check that out. It's all about like, where should you be going? How do you chase that dream that you've always had? Mm-hmm. So um, without further ado, let's go in the sleeping bag Ooh, with I'm Steve so Olsher. <laughs> First, I want to talk about how I first met you. Sure. And how I think I have a a hysterical, to at least me, story is that you came on the radio show that I was on. Yes. And you and I, I think, because we're so excited about the podcast industry and you're so, you know, deeply embedded in it. Like I forgot an on our morning radio show, Steve and I got really into the conversation about how like like radio is obsolete. <laughs> and so after you left, the, the windfall of it was that our um, our like general manager of the station was like, "Did you just really do like a ten minute segment about how radio is dead and like oh, only shit. only listen like losers still listen to like morning radio and whatever?" Ooh, but oh I mean, but I, I yes. but it was super funny. So I, I appreciate that because I feel like you have a, a like a kind of co devilish side to you a little bit. Is that why you got fired? <laughs> That's so funny. That's really funny. No, actually not. And that's something I'm sure you can even kind of touch upon is that the radio industry, like I was only in radio for one year mm. and I had known, I took it with like a grain of salt knowing that I was going to get fired at some point or that the station was going to get bought and sold. And I think that's one thing I love about like coming into it as a podcaster was there's not this fear of like, yeah. that you know, radio people have this fear of like, I'm it, I'm only good enough to have my show and at any minute, like we can go away. And I think podcasting, I don't know. You, that seems like a horrible way to live. To me. Yeah. Like, like with your job yeah. constantly, like you hear it all the time. Like You're radio always shows. living in fear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas like, do you feel as though the podcasting world gives people more freedom and opportunity or, um, you know, I mean, I think that it's a double edged sword of everybody can do it and that's a problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. You, I, that's I think a good you, and the bad. You really are seeing that through this, this whole COVID time was like, it seemed like people couldn't leave. So like, well, I'll start a start a podcast. You know, and that they kind did. Of, yeah, like six hundred thousand podcasts have been launched since COVID. That's really? insane. Really, like <laughs> new six hundred six hundred thousand new podcasts since February. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. How do you feel about that? Um, again, double edged sword. Right. Yeah. Great to see more people getting into it, but at the same token, because so many people can get into it. You know, you're going to have a lot. Well, let's just say you're going to have a wide range of uh, quality. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, how far back were you planning to launch Podcast Magazine? Like, how long has this been in the making? It hasn't. Right. So I was literally sitting there uh, at an event that I call him a friend, but he's more of an associate uh, in the Let's just call it the expert space and um, pornography. Uh, th- th- he, <laughs> let's just I, you call know it what? that. <laughs> I, w- oh it my would not, It would not actually surprise me if, if there's something going on hey. behind the scenes there. The guy's a little too squeaky clean. You know really? what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love him, but he's really squeaky clean. Hmm. Something's going. It's on always there. those people. It's uh-huh. always those yeah. people. Exactly. They want to get like <clears throat> fall well. So, <laughs> um, honestly, yes. Yeah. So. I was, no, I was sitting there uh, at his event, and he was supposed to release a magazine for uh, the industry that is known as the influencer world, right? Mm -hmm. So he was going to do a magazine around the world of uh, influence and influencers and so on. I just thought it was a really brilliant idea, just 
so smart, right? I mean, you connect with leading influencers, you right. put them in the magazine, they end up promoting the magazine yeah. and they have huge followings and you connect sure. with high level people. And I'm just sitting there going, that's just a brilliant idea, right? Super smart. He didn't launch, didn't launch, didn't launch, got to the event. I saw one little sign for it again, didn't launch. I was like, I wonder what ever happened with that. I looked it up coming soon, coming soon. And then I was sitting there, I was just like, mm, what's going on in the podcast space? You know, like what is someone mm -hmm. doing in terms of a consumer facing magazine? If you think about Sports Illustrated or Wired or Vanity Fair or those sort of publications, you know, something that's really consumer facing that takes people behind the scenes of shows they love yeah. and yeah. deeper into the lives of, of the podcasters that, you know, they can't get enough of. Right. So I looked around, there were a couple attempts at doing something, but no one was still doing it. So I was like, well, what am I going to call this thing if I did it? Right. And, and long story short, it's like, what would you call it? If you're going to do it, you have to call it a podcast magazine. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> ended up looking for the URL. Cause of course that's what you do at this point. It wasn't right. available. Somebody had it, but, it was for sale. Mm. And so anyway, long story short, I ended up uh, just making the decision that it was worth it to buy the domain, to give it a try. And that was in October of 2019. And by the end of January, uh, we launched issue number one. So we were basically 100 days from inception and, and the idea wow. being born to actually launching. So yeah, we're a little while into it now, but certainly not very far down the road. That is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. So you focus in the magazine just on the behind the scenes podcasting, getting people that, like you said, like there's a podcast out there like uh, This American Life and you kind of get behind the scenes of that. So there's some of that, right? So we'll sit down with people who have pretty decent followings. I mean, we've been fortunate to be able to sit down with people like mm, Katie Couric and uh, Adam Carolla and Dave Ramsey and all these, you know, great yeah. folks that have opened the doors and they're really widely known and yeah. people know who they are. But the idea of the magazine is not just to feature people that are widely known, but like we were just saying, I mean, there's 600,000 shows <laughs> that launched basically during this period of COVID, which is great, but most of those shows will never be found. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that we were doing a, a nice mix of introducing podcast fans to shows that they've never heard of and should be listening to. Yeah. As well as doing those features on people that you know. And also taking a stand and saying, you know, hey, some of these shows that you're listening to, you may want to think twice about listening to them because there's nobody out there really giving honest ratings and reviews. Yeah. And, uh, and so we've taken that on as well. And, it, you know, it's definitely ruffled a few, few feathers. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would say Ooh. that. I, I yeah. would say to be in the industry, uh, it's, I don't understand how people do find new podcasts because I don't know how I can find them. It's always word of mouth. Like, oh, I heard I, I listen to this thing and yeah. blah, blah. But it's usually uh, a one or two steps away from something very popular. Like, oh, I heard this guy on Conan. Yeah. And then it's mm -hmm. like, OK, but how do you find someone like us? <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so our so our goal was really to help level the playing field for people just like you guys mm. who are doing good work, sitting down with amazing people, not me, notwithstanding, but, you know, uh -huh. every, you know Very so, amazing. there we go. Um, <laughs> you are. And and giving you guys the opportunity and people like you the opportunity to reach tens of thousands of, of podcast fans and our numbers continue to grow every single month. But, you know, the reality is it's it's a very unfair system the way that it's structured right now, because there's, there's this ascending spiral in the world of podcasting where Will Ferrell, as an example, yeah, launches season two of the Ron Burgundy podcast. As you said, you know, I mean, it's like 
that's he gets massive exposure, right? He sure. ends up on Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert the same night, right, to announce season two. Yeah. Right. We don't have us mere mortals don't yes. have that <laughs> ability. And right. then you look at NPR and 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 ESPN and all the people with the really deep pockets, The Ringer, and I mean, just like you know, all of the networks. And and so, how does the independent podcaster compete? Uh, and the answer is in in the way things are set up right now, they don't because Burgundy shows up in the charts. New people find the charts. They listen to those shows that are in the charts. Right. It increases their ratings, their re- you know reviews, or subscribes, or downloads. And as those numbers go up, they stay in the charts, and it becomes this ascending spiral. So it's almost impossible mm. for the average Joe or Jane to break into that. Yeah, it definitely is. Do you see it going in the way where it becomes like less of a wild west frontier and things start get like monitoring or especially in this time like content getting pulled like for example i just heard of a a podcast i think on spotify that they ended up pulling the episode because they gave like infactual information about the pandemic or corona Mm -hmm. do you see it going more in a way where it's monitored or do you think it'll always be like a free-for-all i think i i think that the beautiful look the 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 beautiful thing about the medium and the industry itself is that there is no oversight committee, yeah. right? There is no FCC, right? Then no one's coming in and saying, you can't talk about this, you can't do that. Sure. At the same token, you look at what's going on in Facebook and on the other platforms where things just kind of run uh, unbridled and people are putting up whatever they want to put up. There are people who listen to that, who hear that, who yeah. read that, and they believe that. So it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous precedent that I don't think we want to set mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of saying, hey, this is a show that cannot air. So from where I sit and where I certainly want to see the industry go is I just want the consumer to decide. And if the consumer decides that it's a show that is presenting information that they believe to be factual without doing their own homework, you know, then, I mean, isn't that just what Darwinism is all yes, about? Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you want to listen to us and take our stupid advice. Then yeah. <laughs> so I highly recommend that you drink, what is it, drink bleach? Oh, or yeah. Drink yeah, bleach? yeah. Yep, yep. Yes. We can inju- it's just ingest VVs in Ingest or inject <laughs> bleach you know that's a perfect I time for us to talk about our sponsors clorox <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so you've you've sat down with how you said before like some of these crazy names like katie couric and adam carolla and all these yeah. people of of and you i know with all your shows you also interview like huge ceos and millionaires billionaires you know all the so on on the other shows for beyond eight figures yeah which is that show yeah so who are some like who has kind of like touched your heart of people that you've interviewed like who have, who have you had a sit down moment with where you're leaving you're like I love that person there there are people with I mean just amazing agendas huge hearts um, we have two shows so I've been doing reinvention radio since 2009 on and off and then we launched beyond eight figures uh, in 2018 I think something like that uh, it doesn't matter but the the each show is very very different Reinvention Radio, we sit down with people who have reinvented their lives in one way or another uh, and are now kind of dismantling the status quo, if you will, as we like to say, and, and, and making a, a huge impact on their respective industry, whatever that is. Beyond Eight Figures, we sit down with people who have either exited for more than $10 million or currently on businesses that gross more than $10 million annually and get to the bottom of their tools, tactics, strategies, and shortcuts for starting, scaling, and exiting that business. And I will say that, you know, the business shows are certainly interesting. They're, they're not, um, it, it amazes me how so many entrepreneurs are just all about business mm-hmm. and the humanity 
is kind of removed from the equation. Not to mm. say that that's the case with all the guests mm. that we've had on, but they're very focused on business yeah, and generating revenue and what it is that they're doing, which is great. And it's really helpful for those, again, who are looking to start scale or exit from a business. On reinvention radio, we've had people who are doing really interesting things, not the least of which in some of my favorite, I'll just share a favorite episode that I had on reinvention radio. Um, we had uh, these four young women on, I think when they joined us, they were 18 or 19, and they're known as the Lucci Quads, the Lucci Quadruplets, mm-hmm. um, and not like Susan Lucci from that, <laughs> not her. <laughs> Sounds like an exercise. They her four times. Doesn't it yeah. sound like right? an exercise, the Lucci, the Lucci Quad? The, the Lucci, Lucci Quad. Do, did you do your Lucci Quads today? <laughs> I love how we all squeezed our thighs, <laughs> too. Like we went, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. Butterflies. Um, <laughs> so, so they had a really rough go as kids. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but basically abuse in, in and out of foster homes and just, you know, really, really tough go. And instead of growing up and being bitter about their experience as children, they've decided to focus on shedding light on a lot of the atrocities that take place in the foster care system. Mm. You know, and not every foster care parent is bad by any stretch, but a lot of those foster care parents are there simply to collect a paycheck. Right, right. And so the stories that they were sharing... It would really break your heart I mean, in, in terms of what they had to endure over those mm. years. And, and we were actually the only, uh, what were we? We were the second uh, media outlet to feature their story. So they were nervous and, you know, sh- hands were shaking, wow. holding a microphone. They were so young and just, you know, again, no media experience, really just they had done one other thing. Uh, and that's one of our most popular episodes wow. to date. And, you know, just they have no agenda. You know, yeah. I mean, like they just they just want to shed light on what goes on in the foster care system because a lot of people just don't know. Right. right. Yeah. So that's their whole agenda. Wow. That's, that's so cool. See, this shows how shallow I am. I would be like Jillian Michaels because she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> she's really oh, pretty yeah. in real she, life. Right? And you know, what's really interesting is it's all the people that we've sat down, whether it's for podcast magazine yeah. or any of the other shows. Um, I mean, we haven't had anyone that I would put in the, you know, kind of the asshole category. Really? And like no one, you know, a little, a little tough to get schedules, perhaps coordinated yeah. and maybe, you know, rescheduling or whatever. But once we sat down and, and had an opportunity to chat, it just, it's cool as can be. Damn. I know. I got, I got no dirt to offer for you, <laughs> you know, other than I will say that people's, uh, the dirt that I can offer for you is on the PR companies that represent a lot of these people. Mm. They they are, and rightly so, it's what they're hired to do, but they are very, very protective of what they allow. Like, for instance, when I sat down with Jordan Belfour, their PR people were very particular about what I could ask Jordan Belfour. And we I, might have someone that might not, so PR is public relations. Public so relations. Be, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Jordan, you, I know. Yes, and Jordan Belfour is the Wolf of Wall Street. Right. That's yeah. you know, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. played the Wolf of Wall Street. That's Jordan Belfort. Dave Ramsey's team, super protective. Really? I, mean, yeah. I could imagine, though. Yeah. I mean, that's they, they have a huge organization there. I mean, they're a thousand employees strong. And they just built this huge 350,000 square foot campus outside mm. of Nashville. And, you know, Dave doesn't give a heck of a lot of interviews nowadays mm-hmm. and really wanted to make sure that it was all about the team and, mm. you know, that sort of thing. And then the questions... I mean, we probably ended up with with two or three questions from the original. Really? Uh, yeah, the original set that I submitted, and then they gave us other questions. And you know, really? it's like I, you know, I got an opportunity to sit down just like I am with you, you yeah. know, face to face here with 
with Dave and I've got a lot of respect for what he's done. And I mean, just a huge hero of oh, mine yeah. in the radio world and, and so on. So I wasn't going to give up that opportunity just yeah. to simply ask questions that, you know, maybe would ruffle some feathers. So hmm. it's a fine line, you know, cause you don't want to burn the bridges. And I'm, I'm going sure. through that right now uh, with Jay Shetty. Oh yeah. I love him. You know, Jay's got a huge following yeah. and there's been some controversy around Jay. Really? Oh yeah. And, but not everybody knows about it. So there you go. Tell right. Us, yeah. Tell no. us. I mean, there was just, there was some, there, you can just look it up and there's a, there's a <laughs> woman out there who, for whatever reason, just has his vendetta against this guy Really? and put out a, a video that's gotten more than its fair share of views calling into question some of the things that he had done and, um. and he left it alone. Like he didn't, he's never publicly addressed it. And we sat down and, and he publicly addressed it with me for the first time, which was amazing and really appreciated that. And then, you know, the reality is, as he started, started to think about more and more, you know, in terms of the answers and, you know, yeah. shedding light and giving credence to, to this, he said, you know what, I, I just would prefer that we just keep this between us. And mm-hmm. so, you mm-hmm. know, I've got to, I've got to honor that. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Luckily, we haven't had anyone that, pull that, our stuff. But that it, it must be a little heartbreaking just because, oh, I had this thing. Yes. And, and you're like, now nah, you can't release it. Yes. Yeah. Very. You know, I mean, and, and that's pure ego, right? I mean, my, my ego says mm-hmm. we want to be the first ones to break that story. We want to be the first ones to share this is how he responded to uh, something that has been on people's minds. I mean, when yeah. we went out to the podcast magazine community after we confirmed the interview to say, you know, hey, if you had the opportunity to ask Jay one question, what would you ask him? And and a lot of people, I mean, about 50% really? of the responses were tied into, yeah. can you address this? I'm going to have to look this up because I don't even know at well, all. You know, or do I know? Or, or not. Or maybe I don't even care because that's the other thing. And we don't yeah. care, right? I kind of just, I'm definitely <laughs> one of those people that like the art. I can appreciate the art and like not know. I don't need to know every single thing about. Why like do exactly. I mean? I gotta be honest. Like, why do we need to know all I this know, stuff? I know. Like, I don't why, care. Yeah. Why is it that like when someone becomes famous, you want to know what kind of cereal they eat? It's <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. not your business. Like, let people have a work life and a personal mm. life. And I mean, yeah, you hope that the guy or the girl that you love in that thing isn't like you know an underground Nazi or something. Yeah. Yeah. But like, honestly, like, does it affect the art? It doesn't. And I've got nothing but respect for him, having mm-hmm. sat down with him and spent time with him. He's nothing but gracious and, and a sweet, loving individual. And, you know, the, the reality is that no matter what you do, as you guys know, I mean, there's always going to be someone who's trying to get rich or get exposure yeah, or, yeah. or end up making a name for themselves off yeah. of, you know, the, the tales, if you will, of, of your hard work. And I think that's really what happened here. And as I sat back and really thought about it, it's like, how, how does she even benefit from, yeah. from that? Because at the end of the day, it really just makes her look like an asshole. You yeah. know, it really just makes her look like a jealous asshole mm-hmm. who has nothing better to do than to spend time trying to tear someone down who, you know, if you are a human being and 99% of what you do is pure and good and it's really helping other yeah. people, you're, you're going to, especially at that level, when you have hundreds of millions of views, 8 billion views on his videos, something is going to happen at some point that's going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah. yeah. Period. You're going to make a mistake. And the thing is, you clean it up and you move forward. I hate when I see, um, I hate when I see these articles or things where it's like, uh, David Arquette 
is a bad tipper. And I'm oh, like, yeah. like, shut up. <laughs> hey, what? I mean, I grew, I grew up in Chicago, right? Yeah. So you remember Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and, De- yeah. and Dennis Rodman. Do you know what Scottie Pippen's nickname was in Chicago? No. No Tippin' Pippin'. <gasps> really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, the more I hear about Scottie Pippen, I watch The Last Dance, and the more I <laughs> watch that, I'm like, he's kind of a baby. He, he just, He's just he, a baby. But that's the thing, right? Is like he was an amazing Hall of Fame basketball yeah. player, an incredible teammate. And what do you remember him for, right? Yeah. You remember him for the pout and sitting yeah. out. Yeah. And it's like, it just, you can't wash away an entire man's career yeah. based on one move in the moment. And even, you know, I, I don't know if you've suffered from migraines, if you've ever I had don't. a migraine. Have you ever had a migraine? No, I mean, I've been, in, I've been in relationships. Monogamy gives me a headache. So when you've experienced a migraine, it is, it's blinding. Mm-hmm. And you literally cannot function. Do you get them? Um, I have gotten a couple over my life, but I don't get them consistently. And you can't function. Yeah. And so it's like you can look at him. You go, well, he's sitting there. I mean, sure. he's not passed out. You know, why can't he go in and play? And the reality yeah. is, you just you cannot see. It's. I, I think it's yeah. hard. I think it's hard. And maybe the documentary, if you haven't seen it, I mean, go check it out. The Last Dance. But that was like, great. Um, even if you don't like sports, honestly, it's a fantastic documentary. But, you know, you see Pippen kind of pouting, but then Jordan shitting his pants but still slam dunking the ball. And you're like, yeah, the comparison, and maybe it is just how that documentary laid it out. It's like Pippen looks like a pouting little baby. Yeah. And then you tell me that he's no tipping Pippen. I'm like, <laughs> this guy sounds kind of like a dick. Yeah. But, y- you, you know, know. And, and look, reality is I was never his server. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And he never didn't leave me a tip. Right. (laughs) So, you know, and maybe it's one of those things where people go, he makes millions of dollars and he tipped me 20%. That's it. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Is that server now being known for that? Like, now is that server making more money or like, is that server, (laughs) how's that server's like? That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What about, you've had to have, I mean, I know you're very successful in many different facets, but. You have had to have some shit show moments yourself. Oh, my God. I mean, just tons of shit show Tell moments, us. right? Yeah, we right? want to hear all <laughs> your junk. Because it's almost yeah. overwhelming looking As long as you at don't want to see my junk, that's a <laughs> different <laughs> well, yeah. Or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pippin, tippin. <laughs> it's a different kind of tippin, pippin. But, like, I think you're someone, when you look at your website, steveulsher.com, that, that I would be like, how does this person do all of this with all these shows? And, mm. you know, you're financially successful. You're, like, kind of in the social successful. So, like, I think it's always good for people, this is what we love to do, is to show that it's not all success like a linear graph yeah no no not at all i mean i'm you know reality is if we go way back in the entrepreneurial career um, i had some early success as a dj and opened up my own nightclub when i was 19 really really yeah it was actually a non-alcoholic club are you kidding yeah yeah raise money to do it open the club and the whole nine and it was all like mocktails it was all mocktails cover charges people brought in their own booze anyway i mean you should see the bottles we cleaned up on the dance floor after (laughs) that i mean it was insane that's awesome but but a shit show because you know what business can be run by a 19 20 year old whatever yeah. and so eventually like anything else uh, hit our bumps in the road and i ended up walking away from that business entirely after my manager and the guy who funded the club and i all had a, a falling out right mm-hmm. so early shit show we um we chose CompuServe in 1993 to be the home oh my of our <laughs> e-commerce store, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And so when you look at what happened, and so in 91, we launched a catalog called Liquor by Wire, where basically we provided worldwide delivery of wine and champagne and spirits and gift baskets. Worked just like FTD, so we had local retailers who would make those deliveries, and we started as a catalog company, and, and that was in 91. 
93 came along, started seeing the discs at the grocery stores, you know, that kind of thing. You sure. remember those days of Prodigy? And you don't remember that. Yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. AOL online yes. and all that stuff, yeah. You know, and so we ended up picking CompuServe versus AOL <sighs> to house that. CompuServe got buried. AOL went on and did fine, right? And ended up getting the um, domain liquor.com in 1998. Whoa. Whoa that's a big so one. So bought liquor.com and bourbon.com in 98. Whoa. So the company became that. I want to know uh, how much was uh, a domain back then? Was um, it more expensive? Because now you can get it for like a dollar ninety nine for the first year. Not liquor dot com. Yeah, I mean, if you get a decent one word domain, you can you you. I mean, yeah. vodka dot com sold, I believe, for three million <laughs> just oh for just for vodka dot com. Oh. Um, and you know, business dot com sold for nine and a half million. Um, Ostrovsky did really well with that, I and mean, there's lots of. There's lots of uh, instances of domain selling, especially to yeah. single word domain selling for a lot of money. Uh, was it porn.com, I think, that sold for 10 or 12 million or something of that Gosh. nature? So, you know, lot, lots of money to be made in that domain space. But we, we paid $7,500 back in the day for liquor.com and bourbon.com, which, you know, at the time was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And ended up building the business up to doing several million dollars in revenue. 99 or so came along and people were like, okay, let's, let's start throwing real money at this dot-com space. And, you know, Amazon was about four or five years old at that point. And people were literally getting funded with ideas on a napkin, you know, like venture capitalists were just throwing money left, right, and center at the dot-com space. Not terribly dissimilar to what's going on right now, but at the time it was real money going into companies that frankly had nothing more than than an idea wow right and so we bought into that whole world hook line and sinker assigned away management rights to the company in order to raise the capital and bring in all these lettered <laughs> saviors you know the ceos and cfos and ctos and wtfs and you know like all these <laughs> lols lols and all these people that were literally jokes and um in march of 2000 we filed the s1 to go public and that was right before everything imploded Oh. So um, nine years from 91 to 2000, built that company up, uh, partnered with my mom on that. And we did that thing together and um, ended up walking away wow. with nothing to show for it. So is that part of your interest of reinvention? Because you, you've had to do it yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had to reinvent my life, uh, my life on, on countless occasions. You know, after that, I got into real estate development, which did really well. And then if you remember 2006 through 2009, mm-hmm. you know, there was... Th- all kinds of, of bullshit around there and bullshit and, <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, I ended up developing about 50 odd million dollars in property over that period of time. Some of the projects did really well and, and more than a handful. I had to just literally give back to the bank and walk away from any equity or anything that was in that or any money with money that we had to put in. So yeah, I got caught up in the dot com crash, which was brutal, got caught up in the real estate crash, which was brutal. Uh, in 2013, I like completely bottomed out, like suicidal, throw really? the towel, get out of here, you know, just be done with the family, be done with everything. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's, there's been plenty of shit shows over the years. It sounds like you're bad luck. I kind of don't want to, <laughs> don't want to be around you. <laughs> Hold no, on. He's good luck. Ah, I passed it to you. <laughs> no, don't, don't you think that's just an offshoot of when you do kind of play in a big arena, then you like have the, the falls are harder. Well, that's sure. Thing, right? yeah. sure. You know, one of the things that I believe and, and certainly teach is that when you look back on your life, you'll most regret failing to act than taking action right. and things not exactly going to plan and, and, and having to endure what, let's just say, weak-minded people term as failure. 
mm-hmm. right? Because reality is you you will look back on your life and if you didn't try to do something that you know you were meant and made to do yeah. or you at least had a, a fire in your soul to do it, you, you're going to regret much more so not it's let me put it to you a different way so if you if you are a business person as an example and you have a family when you are in your later days you won't look back on those later days and be like i'm so glad i i built up that company so much as you'll look back and go i really regret not having spent more time with my family Mm. right and so it just becomes that that check and balance of regret versus taking action and you're right i mean if you if you're comfortable with living without taking that action living potentially with the regret of not taking that action then so be it but the reality is most of mm, i mean it's just human nature most of us get sidelined by fear yeah that's right? true you know yeah. and and the acronym i use for fear is forget everything about reality i like that you know and it's just things never go as good as you hope or as bad as you're afraid they might do, mm-hmm. and they might go. It's just going to land somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried on my deathbed. I'm going to look at my husband and be like, "You wasted my time." Like almost <laughs> the opposite of like I could have had liquor.com if you weren't, <laughs> if I didn't like watch The Simpsons with you every minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> I could, could, I could honestly see myself like mad at my family for like wasting my time. And oh like, my god. <laughs> I bet a lot of people do that. Honestly, I do. I bet a lot of people do that. Of like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always scared of honestly like putting in like 30 years into a marriage and then having that just like not yeah. work out or something. That's well, a that's big fear. I mean, I think that's why Brad Pitt left Jennifer Aniston, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you think about the dynamic of their relationship, they had it all and they were perfectly content just sitting around getting high, having nice dinners and hanging with friends. And Angelina Jolie was like, the fuck? Let's do something, you know? Like, like, really, you got all this money, you got all this fame, you got this platform. Yeah. Let's go do something and really impact the world. And I think there's something to be said for that, right. you know. And ultimately, she ended up to be the crazy bitch that so many of us know her to be. But <laughs> but she's a, but she was hot. She's doing stuff, yeah, crazy bitch. Yeah. And she had an interest in bettering the world. So I mean, Brad was like, e- "Okay, I'll try that." And I feel like you could always kind of go back to like a Jennifer. I feel like Jennifer would just be like so, still so stoned. I think she's she still waiting. Isn't yeah, she? I feel like she doesn't not. notice. Yeah. <laughs> I think. But what do you think? I think we should do a bug bite. Let's do it. Actually, that's not something I don't want my wife to hear this because she has been suffering from something biting her for like two months. Really? We had the whole house like steam clean and fumigate. Like we think it's fleas. Do you have a pet? Because we got a couple dogs. Uh Okay. But yeah, none of us are getting bit. And like for two months, she kept just like she was the only one. She had just like these things appearing oh and i'm just gosh, like why are, right why are you the only one anyway bug bites that's yeah. crazy Maybe, <laughs> and you guys don't have bed bugs at we do not house? no no we got no bed bugs we i mean like the, i never even saw a single flea in the house but the doctors were convinced that she was getting bit by fleas and it's like there are no fleas in Could this house. Could she be doing this for attention? Maybe, <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's like going to like fleas, like a flea store. Fleas.com. Yeah. Where'd you go today? Uh, nowhere, honey. Right? Yeah. Just like, bite me. Bite yeah, me. You just, bite like, me. She has like a, like a basket full of spiders every day. And she's just like, this will do it. Okay. Oh. So this is something where that's annoying to you. If you want to do make it podcast related, we can. If you sure. don't. So I want you to. Something you that just see gets under your yeah. skin in the world. In something your life. In the world. I mean, look, the reality is obviously we live in very strange and interesting times right now so as you look at the world as a whole part of my mm, and i'll make this a little more meta if i can but the 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 reality for me is that i don't think i would say that enough people do not gather enough data 
in order to make really informed decisions. And, and that goes on both sides, right? And whether you're, you know, you're all the way on the left or whatever, and all you do is you watch CNN all day, or you're all the way on the right, and all you do is watch Fox all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are literally a reflection of the data that we have received over the course of our lives. So that data can include your family. That data can include mm. your friends. That data can include... Yeah what podcasts you listen to, what magazines you've read, what city you grew up in, right? Like all of these specific data points that you've received over the course of your life and billions of data points that you've received over the course of your life form you into mush you and mold you into the person that you are right now, right? And, And I think that a lot of people need to step back and really take a look at the data mm. that they've received throughout the course of their lives in order to form the opinions that they have and in order to take such a strong stand mm. without receiving the benefit yeah. of input or, and, and data, if you will, from other sources, right? And again, that can be the people you surround yourself with sure. in, in the neighborhood you live in. Yeah. And even your, I mean, you can go so far as to look at your religion and the messagings and, and everything that you consume, whether you like it or not, it leaves an imprint. I mean, that's the biggest thing because that creates our self-image. So that like is also like how much money we could possibly make or what we think we're capable Absolutely. of. Or that's like, that's everything, I think. Everything. That's, the yeah. relationship yeah. that you're entitled to. Yeah, you yeah. You can have the way that you live. I mean, obviously, your your opinions in terms of how you see the world. The reality is, every single thing in our lives is learned. Right. Everything. Period. I mean, you can't you can't argue that, right? No. I mean, from the simplest things in terms of walking and somebody teaching you how to walk to more complicated, more complex issues of your life in terms of the dynamic that you have between you and and perhaps your significant other, right? I mean, it's all based on the data that you received. If, if you grew up in a household that was full up of chaos and you go into a relationship with a woman or man that, you know, they didn't grow up with that same sort of chaos, you're going to have a very different experience of the exact same event. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what makes you most, what, what gets under your skin about just the people that go in blindly without looking at all the facts? Yeah. I, I just think that we, we get so caught up in taking a right or wrong approach yeah. to to life, right? And and no matter what it is, this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. And and very few, especially today, very few people are willing to to operate in any sort of gray zone, right? Absolutely, and and even if yeah. and even if you look at the political parties, we don't even yeah. have a gray zone right. political yeah. party, yeah, yeah. right? Which makes it super hard because I know people who are Democrats that they, they can't stand Pelosi. They can't right. stand yeah. Schumer. They can't stand AOC and like, you know, some of these people. But there's no way on God's green earth that they would vote for Trump. Right. Yes. And then you have a lot of Republicans who can't stand, you know, what you're seeing, you know, Mitch McConnell do and, and what Trump is doing in the administration and so on and so forth. But there's no way in hell they would ever vote for Biden. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so so certainly from a political spectrum, it, you have that very alive and, and well you're for right sure. i mean i guess that's a really good way to put it because there is just no middle point and I, w- I was talking about this with a friend the other day i was like it seems like politics has gotten so intense and and maybe it's the uh, addition of social media or mm-hmm. just the way that news has become like sports you know like yeah. now news is sports yeah. my team and my i remember team. i mean i sound like an old person but when <laughs> i was a kid even sports wasn't like sports is mm-hmm. now it's like you would see espn but it was on a 
cable network that like you know it's like way sure. over here you wouldn't get it every day now it's like sports is politics politics is like sports and i'm just like it's too much and it makes a person like me want to just step away completely just because yeah. i don't i'm like i hate all of you yeah. I, I wish it would all just burn down honestly. i mean it's all look it's it, we live in a ratings driven mm-hmm. world Right. Yeah. And it, if you remember, and obviously being in radio and being a part of all of you know, everything that you've done, I mean, the, the old adage is if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there is no interest in things that are innocu- innocuous. Right. People don't take interest in vanilla. Right. They mm-hmm. want to stay. Yeah. I, I, I hope more people know that because sometimes I'm like, do people know that like TV shows are there to sell ad sponsorships? And, <laughs> and of course, they're going to try to make it interesting and scary so that we stick around. But I yeah. don't I don't know if sometimes people know that. But I maybe I'm underestimating what people know. Yeah. So there are a lot of smart people who are influenced by, again, a very small set of data. And that's what that's what irks me. Mm. Yeah. is then yeah. your unwillingness to expand behind, beyond that, that very constricted circle of influence that you allow to basically dictate and determine who you are as a person and what you believe in and the stands that you take and then the impact that you're going to have on this world. That's what irks me. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's just smart. Usually people are just like, I think Bo's past one was like white sunglasses. I don't like that. <laughs> and then yours is like white sunglasses are awful. I agree. All right, can I change mine? Yeah. You just white literally sunglasses. solved the world's issues, and I'm just like I don't like loose hair. Like, this is why you're so fucking smart. Um, I, I know I know you're a busy guy, and I want to give you an out here. So, uh, can you tell people where they can find you? how they can look into what sure. you're doing. They yeah. want to get into your circle, yeah. get out of yeah. their little circle and into right. your circle. Yeah. I know. Uh, which of course we'd love to have you. Uh, we've been talking a lot about podcasts, of course. Uh, Podcast magazine is a great place to start. The letter from the editor, I usually go pretty deep. It's, you know, you read like some of the American Airlines and some of those letters from the editors. I mean, they're all lame, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. My letters from the editor are good. <laughs> they're good, they're damn actually content driven. The real people. They're the real, yeah, exactly. Um, so we invite you to, to grab a subscription at uh, podcastmagazine.com slash free. And uh, that would actually be a free mm. lifetime subscription. So we'll give you the back door on that. Oh, my gosh. Get in the back door. And then wait, get you have a book, there. right? Called You say that a little too easily, by the way. <laughs> get in the back door. <laughs> hey, backdoor.com. <laughs> but why, but why did that, men always that, laugh that at me? Why am I being it? serious? Right. This, is, this, this is like your guys' reaction. It's like my dating history. I'm just like <laughs> me trying to be sexual and everyone laughing. Wait, okay, but really quick, too. Don't you have a book, right? Called like, What is Your What? Exactly. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So yeah. what is that about? What is that about? Um, yes. Yeah, so that, that was a book I wrote in 20... 13, 2012. Yeah, it was 2012. And um, yes, put that one on the New York Times list. Thankfully, lots of good response to that. And wow. basically, it helps people really understand how they're naturally wired to excel and who they're most compelled to serve and how they can serve them. And so if you're struggling in terms of trying to figure out how to reinvent your life and what to do next and understand what really puts fire in your soul and how you're naturally wired to excel, uh, yeah, we give that book away for free. Oh also, my God. At, That's uh, awesome. You're so cool. What is your what? W-H-A-T. So what is your what? Dot com and uh, you can grab a free copy of that book. We give away the whole book. Really? That's awesome. The whole thing. You're so cool, Steve. True. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You have to come back and update us on your wife's bug, bug bites. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah exactly. I'm really invested in this now. I want to hear. <laughs> we'll just call you. We'll just put call you me. on and yeah, be like, honestly. what's going on with the bug bites? <laughs> yeah, because she loves talking about it. So let's just get her a microphone. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, that'll go perfect. really well. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for spending time with us. You're it was welcome. really great talking to you. You too. Appreciate you guys. Have, are we recording, by the way? Uh, can, we, can we start recording? So are we, we going to start now? Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> All Yay. right, we're out of here.
know, I'm a little bummed we didn't ask if Steve shaves his balls because we could have given him that promo code, which I know he needs. Oh, my gosh. He can't find. Maybe I'll get one for him. Just for send Hanukkah it to him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe his wife. Yeah. Maybe she can get her bug bites off. Get her she bug can trim bites. Her bug she just bites. trim she just her bug bites. <laughs> we, meet his, we meet his wife and she's like a Sasquatch. She's just got the hairiest legs. Like, <laughs> like no, oh, she has this. fleas. <laughs> she's got the fleas. Use this manscaper. Also, uh, I was so honored that when Steve came in, he sat down and looked at our like setup and, yeah. and was like, yeah, baby. You know, it's always weird to have someone. You know, we have the guests doing. over to the house, to yeah. my house. And, of course, there's a little prep to have to do. You know, you got to clean your house. You got to make sure you don't have dishes out. You're not, you yeah. know, you don't want dust on shit because people come in and they look at your life and they go, yeesh. Uh, but it was nice. He came up. He goes, oh, I like your setup. And he sat down. And he was like, all right. I know. We've impressed the made founder us, of Podcast Magazine. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's so cool. Please check him out because he's yeah. very interesting and smart. Yeah, he's great. He was awesome. Really easy to talk to. And I hope you enjoyed it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Podcastmagazine.com, steveulster.com. And that was cool Vote that he gave us. us he gave us some free stuff, you know? So make sure you go use those yeah. codes. Yes. Um, yeah, vote for us, and we love you. And until next time, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, lunchtime. I'm coming. Ugh. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB, and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Do you think you know anybody that's a mail-order bride? Mm, no. Like, think about your friends. Nobody yeah. has ever... They would be. Of your friends, who do you think has had a prostitute? Um, what My ex-boyfriend. Really? Yeah. One hmm. of my ex-boyfriends. And I like that because he was so boring and such a good boy. <laughs> and then I'd be like, tell me the story again. Tell, what? He was like, tell me the story yeah, again. Yeah, he would be... Well, I mean, it's a whole big story. But, but yeah, basically, wow. like, he was on a business trip and someone... His uh, his business partner bought bought him, it. Uh, hooker, oh well, how do you basically had to? How yeah. do you decline? Mm-hmm. No. So Meryl, can you buy me some? Yes. Okay. Here cool. she comes. Bye.